to the Ghostman Radio Show Station, and I'm tonight. I'm talking to two very well-known people. Well, they say they're very well-known. That's what they told me when they, they wrote me to me, and then now I'm going to introduce themselves. Okay, that sounds fine. Hello. You Hello? can introduce yourselves now. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Gerard. Uh, my name is Gerard Marzilli. I'm an actor who plays Lawrence on the show Real Acting on Amazon Prime. And my name is Bron Theron, and I'm the show creator uh, of Real Acting on Amazon Prime. Now tell me, what inspired you to do this show? Um, well, it inspired me based... Uh, what inspired me the most, I guess, is taking several acting classes. Um... I live, obviously, in uh, Los Angeles, California, and I go to several uh, events and uh, classes and workshops and uh, several things that are industry-related, and it's very, um, it's very hard to find uh, which ones are genuine and which ones are complete shams, and so I thought it'd be an interesting concept just to kind of throw it together uh, in a comedy. And so we kind of created a comedy aspect of an acting class that is ran by kind of a con man type of person. And that's what Gerard plays, the uh, teacher of the class. What was Gerard, what was your inspiration behind the teacher? Uh, for me, uh, it was, it was a, uh, several different things. I think the voice, the general cadence, is uh, a teacher that I had in college who was a fantastic acting teacher. He's a uh, local... Uh, Boston uh, actor, but he actually he, he also acts in film and television, but uh, in theater he's a he does a lot of regional theater over there, and he uh, he had he just had this funny way of speaking that was just very very entertaining. It was like it, it, somewhat pretentious, but not too, but still friendly. But it, you know, it was it was just kind of ridiculous, and it just he always made me like giggle in a in a, in a fun way, you know. And so I used I used him, and then. For um, some of the uh, some of the weird, the, the kind of like weirdness of it, you know, that the, uh, the the kind of sliminess of it, I took from some of my, uh, you know, some of my LA acting teachers, you know, who also, you know, were good teachers, in, in, but they were also very LA. So you know, there was uh, there was always a bit of a con man and a bit of a cult leader to the to the classes that I took in LA. Whereas on the East Coast, it was more about you know just like uh, the art. Is the process of getting on a series on Amazon easy or hard? Um, is the process easy? Um, I would say it's fairly easy because at this moment, uh, Amazon Prime is accepting um, submissions. So they're, you know, accepting submissions, but they do have a quality control uh, process that you have to pass. And I feel like it's a lot easier if you um, go through a distributor and if you have a higher quality of a product. They also take things down. I've had several shows on Amazon and films as well. And if it doesn't get enough views, um, it just doesn't feel like a moneymaker for them, so they just cut you. So um, I, I would say it is relatively easy, but not as easy as, like, say, YouTube or something like that. It's not like a social network where you just put anything on, but um, I think it's relatively easy. Do you all get on on the set, or is there like sometimes like you get on there one day and someone's like really upset with someone, and they're doing a scene and they like pretending they're not, they're really angry, and they really are angry. some new folks but 
But no, I don't think uh, everybody's pretty much, I think, friends. Have you done a lot of off Broadway, as they would say? Uh, as far as me, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, in the fact that I haven't been on Broadway yet, so uh, yes, definitely a lot of off Broadway. But uh, I mainly do, um, you know, I'm an LA-based actor. Um, and I've never really worked in New York, although I auditioned there a couple of times when I lived on the East Coast. But um, I, I mainly work in L.A. I've worked with some classical theaters out here, like uh, Antius, which is a big uh, classical theater out here that some a lot of the Star Trek folks work at. Um, I have worked with the Illyrian players. I actually toured for a couple of years, uh, actually for about seven years, with an organization that's run it. It's a theater group that's actually run out of a... Kaiser Permanente, which is an HMO, believe it or not, that goes and does like arts, arts education and things like that in schools, and they put on full plays with very large budgets and sound and special effects, so that was a lot of fun, got to do a lot of puppetry, and I work at the LA Opera, too, I do uh, some some uh, super work there, some costume puppetry work, some uh, gunplay and fighting work and stuff, so it's, it, there, there's a lot of fun things out here to do, but yeah, not on Broadway, off Broadway, I guess. I, I like the puppetry work. We, uh, recently, we uh, we lost the, the one one of the people that played Big Bird, didn't we? Yeah, 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 yeah we did. Yeah. yeah, I actually I, I did get a chance to work with the Muppets once on a uh, test pilot that didn't get picked up about I don't know ten or twelve years ago, and and I gotta say that that the um, working with the Henson guys is amazing. Uh, while we were touring, they also came in and they uh, when I was working with the Kaiser Group. They came in and helped us build puppets and design some things, and they're just—they're they're just like a bunch of big kids that just want to play and have a good time. And th- those guys are awesome. It's really sad that they lost uh, the actor who played Big Bird. Uh, it's because he was great. I mean, I watched him growing up and watched him play Oscar the Grouch and Big Bird. And, you know, it, it's a sad loss, but he—he he inspired a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, we got it over here in the UK. I mean. I think we probably got it a bit later than what you got it, but it was on quite regularly on a Saturday morning, and you and you uh, got to learn how to say words in Spanish, <laughs> and and account oh, probably, yeah. and all that. I, it was quite interesting. Everybody probably grew up on Sesame Street stuff, you know. I don't know anybody that hasn't at least seen it. What is the weirdest role you've ever done? Or the weirdest show that you've ever done? <laughs> you want to take that first, Gerard? Jeez, <laughs> uh, uh, God, I've had a bunch. <laughs> when you're in your 20s, you do all these strange things. <laughs> like, like uh, I, I, I'd say uh, weirdest, weirdest. Um, some of the weirdest situations that I've worked in is uh, I did a couple of movies for a company called Troma Films back in my 20s. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but some of your listeners might know them. They make kind of like these horror comedies. Uh, they're probably best known for um, Texas, uh, the Toxic Avenger uh, and uh, maybe Class of Newcomb High, things like that. They, they first hit in the 80s. They also did a movie called Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead. And they do all these like very low-grade, uh, but you know, like ridiculous horror comedies. And uh, I did a film... Probably one of my earliest IMDb credits called Slaughter Party, uh, and it was about a uh, a little person who had been engineered to be a super soldier, and he was going around just going. He went crazy and went around and started killing people in the desert. And uh, me and, uh, and I, we were I was recruited out of an acting class to do this role on this film. Me and another guy, and we went in there, and our scene involved uh, getting uh, hit over the head and knocked unconscious uh, and taken advantage of by Ron Jeremy. But then luckily, oh, wow. Midget, he's a, <laughs> the, the killer little person shows up and he uh, he slaughters Ron Jeremy and kind of saves us, I think. I don't know. <laughs> so Ron Jeremy raped you in this scene? Well, he, yeah, he, he was going to. He was okay. going to. And, like, he was a guy who basically be like, yeah, yeah, you two young guys, you, uh, you come back here and, uh, you know, we're gonna, we're, we're, I'm going to show you a UFO that crashed. All you got to do is pay me five bucks. You know, and, uh, and and he was a great guy. Like on set, he was always like, um, he was always making jokes, and, and he was just like, uh, he he would be, he was really concerned about the reality of the situation. Uh, you know, like he would be like, well, uh, you, you know, I I don't know, I could uh, take advantage of these two young guys with uh, uh, you know just the knife in my hand. I, I can I have a gun? I mean, in prison we had help. You know, uh, and so he was 
he was just pretty hilarious. Uh, so that that was probably one of the weirder weirder things I've I've been involved with. That sounds pretty cool to me though. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool though. Um, I had a weird one. I had a few weird ones, but one one weird one was long time ago. I think it was one of my first acting gigs as well, and it was a, it was a a TV show on public access called Duck Butter, and um, the head director and head actor was a, um, a a transvestite guy who had his girlfriend actually work as the cinematographer, and um, he just did a lot of weird stuff. Like his comedy and his sense of um, what entertainment was was slightly different than the rest of the cast. But we all went along with it um, because back then, I think this was like '99. A lot of people didn't have like the technology or the or the uh, swiftness to film and edit and put it out there. So um, I know I didn't. I know I didn't know anything <laughs> for many years until I got into production. But um, anyway, that show we did a lot of weird sketches on. It was a sketch show, and. Um, just being involved with uh, this guy was uh, a real interesting time. Um, he just made us do a lot of weird stuff. I, I also did this other audition. It's funny that you mentioned a little person. I did an audition, and in the audition, I had to do a, like this large improv scene with a little person, and um, they were filming it. And I, you know what? I felt like I got conned that day somehow, some way. So I, I don't know. I never got any job from it, but it was the weirdest audition ever. And there's like 20 people in the audition, so I I figured it might have been a little a little conny, you know, a little bit of con man stuff behind there. They might have put that on some show I've never seen before in my life. Something <laughs> like that. So I've had some weird ones myself. I don't know. Ron Ron Jeremy raping you sounds pretty. Pretty funny though. It was pretty great. It was pretty. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> How would you do? Um, if people were um, tuning into your show on uh, Amazon, what would they expect to see? What would they expect to see? Um, well, it's very. It's a dry show. I, I reference The Office because um, The Office is a, a one camera. It's it's a it's a, a fake documentary, if you will, a mockumentary a very uh, spinal tap kind of feel. Um, that's kind of what we're going for. If a film crew just kind of started filming an acting class, but yet the acting stuff kind of got a little weird, that's kind of what I'd expect. Um, I think any actor that watches this show will enjoy it and have some respect for it because they've been in that situation before. And then I'm hoping that non-actors will get some of the jokes that are you know, not only industry-related. I, I feel like we have a lot more... We have a, a writing team of five people, and so they tend to write very differently, and so I'm hoping that the audience... Uh, there's a little piece of a comedy for everybody. Now, talking of comedy, as we uh, we were talking before, when, uh, uh, before we did the, uh, did the show, I talked to Gerald, and I've forgotten the other person's name already, that's how good my memory is. I apologise. <laughs> he's going, I'm on the show and he's already forgotten me. <laughs> he's saying about doing a little skit. So, I think we should do it. What do you reckon? Yeah, I'm down. Right, okay. I'm coming to... I, I'll be coming over to America because I want to be over film store over there. Or you think I'd be good at it because I'm quite tall. I'm handsome-like. And they would be quite good. So I'm going to go to this acting class that I've heard of. And they say it'd be very good. So we're going to go there. So I'm going in. I'm knocking on the door. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, hello. Yes. Uh, uh, I, I want to be, be a famous actor in your films over there in the United States of America. I heard that they're looking for tall amps and boys like myself. Uh, I'm no, you're going to have to slow down. I don't understand what you're saying. Are you Spanish? No, I be Devonish, my friend. I don't talk no Spanish, like. Uh, are you sound like you may be from uh, Ireland? No, I keep telling you it's Devon. It be that side. We be by the pig. If you look at the map of England, we I be at the pig trotters end. Devon. Where in Spain is Devon? 
No, we not be in Spain. Spain be on the other side. It, it rains in Spain, but mainly on the plain, but not here in Devon. Uh, well, so, uh, what experience do you have? Can you tell me a little bit about that? What's your background? Well, oi, 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 been in a school play. Oi, was a tree. And then, then lost the not following week. Oi, was the innkeeper. Oi, think I did a good job by saying, there'd be no room in the inn. Oi, did a good job there. So you were in the Christmas play and you denied uh, people shelter at your inn. Yeah, it'd be a good job, that'd be. Uh, well, you have to realize that you want to be a movie star, but it's not going to come overnight. You know, a lot of young actors like yourself, they come over here, they think, oh, I'm going to blow up, I'm going to have success, but it's going to take a very long time, and it could be very, very, very costly to find your truth, sir, your truth. So oh. you're going to need at least eight years. Are you willing to study and work for eight years? We could probably do eight years, but do, could I, how would I improve my American accent? Because we wouldn't sound very American over there, and it wouldn't come across, you see. That's going, to be, uh, that's going to be a bit of a problem. That's going to be a bit of a problem. I can work on specific techniques and processes only known to myself, and which you will gain access to when you pay my fee, but you, are, you, will, you will gain access to the secret, the secret of being an American, and you do realize that only British actors from Spain, like yourself, get hired to be actors in America. There are no Americans acting in America anymore. Oh, I That's didn't know that. I thought there's a lot of Americans. I, I, I watch a lot of American TV. I like that fellow, like John Wayne. I like he. He's good, he is. Who's good? John Wayne, you know, that tall fellow. Uh, John Wayne, yes, John Wayne was actually a German. Oh, I thought he's American. I thought he's American as apple pie. Yeah, you know, he, he, he was a German. He actually brought apple pie over from Germany to America. The reason we have apple pie is because of the Germans. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I would like to try. Can, can you give me a sample of something I could say in American so I can at least try my American accent on you to see what you'd be like? All right. I'm going to give you an example. I want you to say it best American accent you possibly can. Are you ready? Yes, I'll be ready. Okay. I want you to say, give me a cheeseburger or I won't come out. Give me a cheeseburger or you won't come out. Uh, that was terrible. Oh. We are starting at the beginning. One oh. more time. Give me a cheeseburger or I won't come out. Give me a cheeseburger, I won't come out. That's starting to sound a little bit better, but we have to keep working on this. So, you have to flatten it out. So say, give. Give. One word at a time. Give me a cheeseburger. Okay, you're getting there. Uh, so, so, give me, me. Give me a cheeseburger. Excellent, excellent. You are well on your way to playing an American mental patient or golem. You're making progress. Okay, my friend. Oi, I'll be coming back to next week with me money. See you then, boy. All right, it's $450 for the first class and $850 each additional class. So okay, my friend, not a problem. See you soon. <clears throat> How do you think that went? <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> it's good. Well, it proves that you can do improv on the spot. And that's what the... I know you write a lot of stuff, but as you're writing it, obviously, because the show's about acting, you can add a little bit saying, oh, if we had this bit in, that'll work. Uh, yeah, you know what? Ironically, we did think that a lot of this was going to be improv, and it turned out to be more scripted uh, than I even thought. But, having said that, tomorrow we're shooting a Christmas episode where I would say about 70% will be improv, so that should be a fun adventure. Uh, I, 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 yeah, you could do Father Christmas, but Father Christmas is like, like the worst Father Christmas you've ever come across.
Merry ho ho. Merry Christmas. Not another year of treading the boards. There's damn kids wanting their presents. And all I got is some oranges. And I got some coal in the back. And they don't like coal anymore. We tried to give it to him, but he just don't want it. They want something called an Xbox. I don't know what that is. You know, uh, it, it's funny what you say about the scripting and the improv is that one of the things that actually attracted me to working on the project was um, w- was that there, there were some wonderful monologues written in, in uh, the first season. And, um, and, and they flowed, they just flowed so well. Um, you know, like I... I said I'm a classical actor I come from a classical background and and uh, it just the sense of pacing and the comedy and all of the beats that it hit were, were there and there were, it was very impressive when I read that first script uh, before coming to the audition and uh, it was it was very easy to memorize it was a lot of dialogue but it was very very easy to memorize just because it, it flowed very well so um, so yeah I guess I guess we, we have some we do have some very improv moments. Uh, that the actors come up with, especially I think um, they've all, a lot of the actors have been coming up with this to play the students have been coming up with a lot of great stuff, uh, and and they get better with each season. Like I think uh, man Roberts doing some who plays Gus is doing some real funny stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, um, as, as you know, as is uh, Nick. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff going on that I think is hilarious, and I can't even see all of it because I'm not always on the scene. Right. Yeah, no, we we have a really good cast. Um, I think that, uh, but realistically, I remember when we did the casting, uh, I came to Gerard, I I casted Gerard pretty early, and I told him, I could probably do a lot of stuff without some of the classmates, but I can't do the show without the teacher. So, how can we make this happen? And, um, yeah. When, once we got Gerard on board, I knew we were gonna do a bunch of shows. Right, now we're in the middle of season two. We're we're actually not season two is not dropped yet, so we're working on it right now. So I, what we're trying to do is get people to watch the first season on Amazon. That's right. Oh, oh, plug away. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having us on here too. It helps us out, and everything helps out. You know. Oh, well, of course it does. I mean, you got I got like the bit that you, I've looked at the. IMDP.com, the real acting. Right. Yep. Just yeah, Gullibolt. Presents. Yeah, you got to be on IMDb. IMDb, people look at. Although yep. it's funny how many people don't know what it is outside of the film film world, which is interesting. Like everybody in the acting world, the the, the film world, the theater world, everybody knows about IMDb. But you'll ask you like your average Joe on the street, even somebody who lives in Los Angeles. And, and they'll be like, oh, where do you look up places where people are in movies? And I'm like, oh, IMDb, the Internet Movie Database. And they're like, what's that? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought everyone knew about IMDb. I, I think it's pretty popular. Yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're not on it, then you're not, you're not working. Right. Yeah, a lot of casting directors look at it, and a lot of producers look at it. And yeah. um, I, actually, I've gotten... Ironically, I've gotten three auditions within the last 48 hours, and I think it's because of IMDb. Uh, yeah, and uh, well, also my agent, obviously, my agent did it. But I, I think it's because of IMDb has been blowing up lately. Um, I went to a Christmas party the other day, and <laughs> everybody was talking about the show. And it's funny because I was like, "Well, you're talking about the show, but did you watch it?" And everybody was always like, "Yeah, I watched this episode and that episode." I'm all wait a second, you watched one or two episodes, why don't you watch the whole thing? Just watch it, you know? It's uh, crazy how people don't have time to watch full things nowadays, you know what I mean? But just the fact that they've seen it or know about it, I guess, is good. Well, and just so you know, my wife has watched it multiple times. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> as, have my, as have my family. <laughs> you, uh, you've, got t- you've got three people that watch it? <laughs> yeah, three people's good. Let's get started. Uh, I, I mean, you got. It says here you got what one set of eight episodes. It says here on Facebook. Uh, that's cor- correct. Yeah, we have eight. We have eight episodes. Yeah. Isn't it funny why they 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 always say eight? Perhaps six wasn't enough, and they thought, well, we'll give you eight, but we won't give you ten, just in case. Like when we release the DVD, we can only put eight episodes on it. Yeah, you know what? I don't think there's any criterias anymore, so you, you could technically do five and six and ten, 
Um, I think eight is a nice round number. Uh, I think this season we should have eight, but we could possibly have nine. You know, it just depends on um, how we want to break it up. And sometimes how you break it up is easier for people to digest, meaning sometimes people would rather watch a seven-minute episode versus a 15-minute episode. So why not make that happen if you can, if you can tell the whole story in that seven minutes? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it okay? Um, you've got a YouTube um, clip. Is it alright if I t- download the audio from that? Or play the yeah, audio sure. on my show? I always like to ask first because, like, you might be someone and go, hey, someone's nicked my stuff. I'm going to get no, copyright no, yet. No, we only have it on. Uh, we don't do much on YouTube right now. Mostly we do it on Instagram, and uh, now we've been doing it on TikTok and stuff like that. YouTube's, like, not really one of the platforms that we put a lot of stuff on um so i think we only have that one <laughs> that one trailer you're talking about on youtube we probably will put more in the future but at this moment we're focusing on um you know facebook and instagram and this uh, thing called tiktok i just got on tiktok and i think that's really hip with the kids the, the younger youth i like that one hip that's a lovely word Ah, oh, damn with the kids man I've been yeah, down so far with the kids. I was nil kneeling on the floor with me and Nappy on. We gotta do it. Gotta hit the kids. Gotta get that kid audience. They're the ones who watch it, man. Without them, I'm nothing. What's that? Especially the child audience. You know, the uh, I would say this is a very appropriate show for under age six. Yeah, they, yeah. They'll, they'll get it. They'll get the jokes. <laughs> There, there is some cussing in here in adult uh, dialogue, so I don't know about having, you know, it's like early R-rated. Yeah, I would say it's 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 an R-rated. Have you got any fart jokes in it? Fart jokes? Um, yes, we do. Season two, there is a scene where a producer sits on a stuntman, and the stuntman farts, and then the producer stands up really quickly, and then the guy crawls away, which I think will be very very good in the edit. I haven't edited yet, but uh, in the room, it was pretty funny. Because you can't, you can't have a comedy without a good fart joke. Yeah, that's true. We have uh, fart jokes and vomit jokes and uh, blood jokes and bottles smashing over the head. Now, how do you find the political correctness over there in the United States? Because obviously, over here, we've got the same problem that there are certain words or certain phrases you can't really say. Uh, words that we can't really say. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we are pretty liberal in this show. We're not very conservative with our words. Um, I don't know, Gerard. Do you think yeah. we have anything we can't say? Or? No, I, I mean, uh, I, I think, you know, I mean, it, it comes out of a, a, a sense of kindness. I've never felt like that we're doing something that I, I feel is is offending people, because, or at least if it, if it is, it's in a good way, in a funny way. Um, it, it's just, um, and, and personally, I think the way things are going uh, lately, things, the political practice in America is kind of dead. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's uh, that, that, that was more like 20 years ago. In fact, sometimes I think we need a little bit more political correctness and sensitivity. But, uh, but I think on our show specifically, um, I, I don't think I can, I've seen something that's always offensive. And, uh, because if I had seen it in a script, I would have at least brought it up and said, like, well, I don't know about this, you know? Oh, but you know what? For season two, we did have some, um, I don't know if they were jokes. I don't think we were jokes making fun, but we had some tr- uh, dialogue that had transgender in it. And um, it was actually kind of like speaking about Hollywood being so weird with um, the the transgender correctness in um, uh, it, it was that context. It wasn't making fun of transgenders, but we I had an actor wanting to take it out uh, some of the dialogue, so we did. We actually did take out some transgender uh, dialogue. But again, I don't think it was a joke that was making fun of transgenders. I feel like it was making a joke about the situation of being too political correct, politically correct for transgender population. That's what I think it was about. I know because I wrote it. So, uh, but at the end of the day, we we didn't um, we didn't use it. So, I'm hoping that you know that that doesn't matter. 
But yeah, there, I guess there is some stuff that we don't, you know, always put in, or, or I guess that you should tiptoe around. Um, but I, honestly, I don't think we're just like Gerard just said. We're not making fun of certain people, certain races. In fact, I think it's very lazy to do like the black joke or the Asian joke. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I think yeah, it's, it's like the Irish joke of it, or the yeah, or they taking making it of the. Locals, I know what you mean. I, th- I just think that's lazy writing. If you're like, oh, it's because I'm black. Like, that's lazy to me. So I think that we are trying to be a little bit better than that. Um, but even having said that, we do have an Asian character named Wang in season two that says pretty funny stuff. Um, I don't think it's racially uh, influenced just yet, but he's a really funny character. Um, yeah, he's more like making fun of young actors. Like, young... Yeah. Right, social media like actors where it's not necessarily about training it's about like how many followers can you get and then when you get on set you're kind of a goof you know where can where can people find you to look you up I mean obviously people tuning in uh, or listening Uh, back at one point somewhere in the universe of course I think the easiest way to find us is um, on Facebook and on Instagram the uh, Facebook page is easy to find it's real acting show and the Instagram is Real Acting Show as well, so it's at Real Acting Show. Um, Gerard has his own social media too. What do you, what do you got, Gerard? Yeah, well, I got um, I am on Facebook. You can just look me up on Facebook, and if you see a man who looks like he's about sixty, sort of about seventy years old, that's my dad. Um, nice. Nice. But <laughs> but I am I am Gerard Marzilli uh, on Facebook. There's only two of us in the world, and um, and, and you'll instantly see like some crazy dude with a beard and crazy theatery thing. So you'll be like, oh, yeah, this is him. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, and I, I actually don't have a, uh, a, um, I have a, a pub- I don't have a public profile yet at all. Um, I guess I live dangerously, so I live wow. out a uh, general pro- profile. Who are you? I don't yeah. even know. You're not, the, you're not the real one. No, you're the pretend one. You just come on the show pretending you're here, yeah. weren't you? <laughs> ah. But, yeah, so you could, yeah, and you could find me there, and I post a lot of my, um, my, my entertainment stuff on there, um, but but uh, and I keep that, I guess I kind of keep that more like a public profile than I don't do a whole lot of like personal things on there. It's more than mainly just like, hey, here's a show thing I'm doing right now, you know. Um, and then in uh, on Instagram, you can find me uh, G Marzilli on Instagram, and Marzilli is M A R Z like zebra I L L I G Marzilli. Nice. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram that way. Also, we just started a TikTok um, for the production company that, um, you know, we do a lot of stuff through. It's called White Ninja Productions. And um, right now, I mean, literally, we just started TikTok, I think, one day ago or two days ago. And the test shot... Hmm. Oh, what happened there? Yep. I was. You we were talking about the youth. Well, I feel like the youth are on this app called TikTok, and um, we started a TikTok for White Ninja Productions, which is the production company. And we literally started this a day or two ago. And um, one of the videos we put on there was just a behind-the-scenes uh, footage of one of our actresses, uh, Victoria. She plays Samantha, and she smashes a bottle over our over her head. Right. It already has over 17,000 views within two days, so it's wow. a pretty weird website, or application rather, that would, you know, get that many, you know, because we only have a few followers, we don't have that many followers, we just started, but that's a lot of views for a short period of time. So you can find us on TikTok at White Ninja Productions. Oh, that's cool. I, 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 I do, I, what do I do, I do a very odd thing, I'm a horror host. And I dress up as a werewolf. Oh, you dress up as a werewolf? Yeah. And you show movies? I, I do audio and I do little movies as well on YouTube. I sort of talk like... You remember the creep show? Yes. Yep. I sort of go... Oh, yeah. Hello? Hello there? Gerald? How's it going? I heard that you like a bit of bone and meat now and again. Have you left something for me to eat? Because I'm rather hungry. I don't fancy a human today. I just fancy a little bit of a dog or cat. 
Have you got something over there for me? <laughs> do you have do you have horror like sketches or? or yeah, I do sketches of my own stories. I I write my own stuff as well. I do. I've done that go around Poe and things like that. I I try to pick classical um, horrors as well. I'm trying to do a version of Dracula at the moment, um, where I'm, I'm writing a little bit of my own bits in it because you're allowed to, because it's hey, it's public domain, so you can do what you like with it. Yeah. Where did you find that on, your, on one of your uh, podcasts? Yeah, yeah, I've I've been doing that. I've I've been doing. Uh, I'm going. I'm going to put it on there. It's called the Count. Uh, well, YouTube is easier, and Spotify is easier. I'm on Radio Republic, but I think that's an app, so you have to sign for that. I'm on uh, Red Circle Podcasts, but I think you have to sign it, sign up for that, or download the app. So that's why I try to do YouTube as well. Is that the, the format that gives you the most... Uh views and attention and... Uh, well, well, I'll tell you what, I I used to be on Podbeam, um, but I, I, for financial reasons, I can't be on there anymore. But whilst I was on there, I got up to 45,000 downloads. Okay. And my other one was... No, that was Anchor. The Anchor was 45,000 when I could get on it, and uh, Podbean was 45,000 when I was on it. And that's collectively for all the shows, or...? One? Yeah, that's all the shows, yeah. I was very uh, very popular in... When I looked at the um, statistics, I was popular in America, England, Ireland. I even got one person listening to me in Thailand. Nice. So, you know, I... Because I, I keep my show varied, I think it's by what I hope that's why people like it. Right, you mix up the the content and the theme for each show. Yeah, I, I mix it up because I like doing things like um, cryptozoology, paranormal. I'll do a few cracker jokes. I'll do a bit of singing. You know, I, I just mix it about. I did. Yeah. I'm doing. Uh, a version of the Christmas Carol at the moment. I've done Marley's Ghost, and I've got to do the second part. I'm trying to do the voices as well. Oh, that's cool! I love Christmas Carol. I've done that show uh, like four times, I think. It's well, it's worth it, isn't it? It's worth the. Uh... Yeah, it's a fun time of show with a lot of great characters in it, and um, and they they uh, I I've gotten a chance to play. Uh, Fred and Bob and Young Scrooge when I was a teenager, and um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, at this point I, I think I'm leaving the show alone until uh, I'm old enough to play Scrooge, which will probably be, you know, approaching soon. But I could play Marley. <laughs> I think of makeup. You got makeup. <laughs> you can you can use. I'm just spelling your name at the moment. Mars Zellia. Obviously, it's Italian. Yeah, Marzilli. M-A-R-Z-I-L-L-I. I gathered that. Right. Well, I, when I come to the end of my show, I normally like to do a unique sign-off. But I also do a, my own sort of comedy show of improv that I call the Comic Podcast Show, where I play a superhero in a town of superheroes called Repairman. Because the superheroes are totally useless of everything else by being superheroes. So I had the, the episode where I, lo- I had a paper delivered and I didn't have any... The, part, the, em- the middle bit of the paper. So I did an episode where hero, our hero is looking for the paper. The, the poor superhero like Wonder Woman is sitting there Wondering what to do. She cannot find the paper anywhere. 
for poor. She wanted to find out what was happening in the world today. So a knock on the door came, and at the door was Repairman. I can sort that out for you, and in a jiff, and a whiff of puff of magic. He was there, and then the paper was delivered to her. As she turned to say thank you, he was gone in a flash. Oh, thank you, Repairman. That's okay. You can see I I do try to do comedy and not very bad. Not my comedy might be a bit. It's heavily influenced by Monty Python and people like that. Now, with this comedy in the writing process, do you smoke a lot of uh, marijuana? No, it just comes from my head. Okay. <laughs> just drinking tea out there, and like all of a sudden you're like, I know what I'll. Well, do. yeah, yeah, but look, you know, we did try to give you the tea, but you being insistent. You just stood there on that boat, you threw it off, and we said, look, yeah, it was really good tea, that. And we went over wall because of that, because you upset us. And now we drink coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that was, to drink that, coffee. That was the elders. We are the young, 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 young generation. I'm sure we do the same. Yeah. <laughs> that people well, weren't even here when the, uh, when the revolution happened. That's so, right. The Italians came up later. Yep. So what? So that uh, when we um, so we're going to do a new sign off. Um, what would your new sign off be, my friends? Man, I don't. You want to go first, Gerard? My unique sign off, if we are doing superheroes, would be Lawrence, the superhero of all superheroes, the best superheroes. He will give you the power to be anyone. Nice. So if we're doing superheroes, um, I'll just be, uh, let's see, this is a bionic boner brawn, and I have the biggest brain in the room, and I'm signing off for everyone to think about later, because I already got the joke right now. Oh, thank you for coming on the show. God, those Americans, they're always talking about themselves. Hope, oh yeah. my God, they're still listening. Oh my God, I should have said that. That's not true. I asked you about plenty of stuff. In <laughs> fact, the horror stuff intrigues me because we do plan on making a horror film uh, in 2020. So maybe when we're done with it, we will uh, send it to you. And get well, I, if you're looking for someone to do a very small voiceover part, even if it's only just to say hello or goodbye, I'll do it for you for free. Okay. So you don't even have to pay me. Yeah, or what they used to say over here, you can pay me money or all the food I can eat. I would recommend you pay me money. <laughs> oh, you can eat a lot. You have yes. Uh, where, are you, where are you filming from again? Where am I no, coming from? I live in a town called Holsevy, Devon. Now, if you look at Devon, it's like an old man carrying a pig to market. We are at the pig trotter's end. H O L S W O R T H Y, and you'll probably get one in Australia because one in Australia, but I'm not there. <laughs> Dev the Devon one. The county called Devon. Yeah, that's it. D E V O N. Devon. Yeah. Found a Devon in Philadelphia or in uh, Pennsylvania outside of Philadelphia. He doesn't sound like he's from Philly. Uh, I don't know. It could be. Yeah, I'm putting this accent on. It's all an actor. You know, I, I don't talk like this at all. It's more, hello, hello, Gerald. I really talk like this. I don't want to talk like this all the time because people won't listen to my show. So I have to give it the common touch, as one would say. Oh, I see it. it Devon, Devon is west of Southampton and uh, south uh, across the uh, bay there from Cardiff. Okay, so is it in Wales? No, it's Mark. We're about how many miles away from Wales? About the county is England. Okay, so it is in England. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure where Wales ends or begins. I just know it's in the west. Oh, well, I don't think the Welsh people know where Wales ends begins. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm 
I've never been to England, but I plan on going soon. I have. Hurry up before Scotland bugger off and go 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 independent. No, oh, yeah, that'll really mess up your. Well, uh, it, won't that make your money even cheaper if they do that? Well, I reckon if they go away, we we won't have to put up with the haggis anymore. We can get rid of Burns right. We won't have to watch their terrible football. <laughs> I've been to yeah. Scotland. I, I went to Scotland for the Fringe Festival in Edinburgh. That was uh, that was a blast. I really? did a show there back in 2000, and it was. Uh, it was nah, they, they're a good laugh up there, really. They 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 can they could take the mick and they can give the mick back. I say mick because they're not allowed to say the p word, so. I see. I, I forgot to ask you before we started. Uh, is your show like a clean show? Are we uh, permitted to cuss on your show or not? Cause I don't but it's entirely up to you. I mean, you're the guest, so I always think, hey, you know, as long as it's not too over the top. I don't yeah, like. Yeah. yeah, I don't like certain phrases. But hey, yeah, I keep it. Try to keep it a bit clean because, you know, yeah. like you say. People get funny and they might say, Oh, we won't listen to him. We'll take you down, down, down to jail, my friend. I had one show. I did a, a, a extract from a book for somebody. And then they took me, they took me, uh, they were going to take me to court over it. They took me to Twitter. They went over to Twitter and said, How dare you nick my book? You didn't have permission. I'm going to take you down. Hell, who the hell are you? So as a revenge, I... Did look at his book, and I sort of wrote my own horror story version based on his book. Oh, so you so turned his book into a horror story? Yeah, but it was already a horror story. But I nicked some of his ideas and turned it into mine. I, I feel like that's worse than uh, what you did before. <laughs> was he mad? No, he doesn't know. <laughs> he probably uh, doesn't. Know. So you haven't listened to your podcast? Oh yeah, I put all my books. All my books I've ever written are on my podcast. Oh okay. I write every book I do. I do my old version of my own books. A, it's free, and B, I wrote the book. Gotcha. And they're mostly horror, or what? Oh yeah, I, I wrote. Um, I've written a lot of horror. Um, I'll, I'm going to give you an example in a minute. Well, I can find it. Before the time runs out again. Ink This is called Dead Air. In radio terms. Is that what you're talking? I think Dead Air happens a lot nowadays in uh, a lot of these podcasts. And then they get re-edited and put up. I don't know if you do that. But I have oh, I know. I, I've never re-edited in my life. <laughs> Keep it raw. That's what uh, I always say. I did a story called Dead. Dead is a homage to the zombie genre. I was been a fan for many years, so this book is my attempt of writing a book based on the zombie genre, and it's loosely based on the Night of the Living Dead. Gypsy Law. This is a book based on gypsy magic and how it may help you believe it. Uh, Haunted Cornwall. Haunted Devon. Time travel is happening as we existing. Have you ever thought about time travel? There is an explanation of why I perceive time travel to be that, and I did not even need a TARDIS or a doctor to help to time travel, as you will read. In a flash, short f- s- flash fiction stories, yesterday I wrote this section of most effective fiction stories. Daydreaming is a daydream of a night- waking nightmare. As I think it may be, as we don't have a lot of knowledge about them, we all have a night dream. Won't it be we pretty sure Emily's a little sweet little girl goes missing? And of course, a very strange day. What have I got on that one? I'll try and find you one that I wrote. Alright, I've got the call the doll. Emily, a little sweet, a sweet little girl, goes missing in the woods whilst out with her parents and the Emily begins to get a little frightened when she spots a a decrepit and scary doll left behind by someone unknown. Emily feels drawn to the scary doll. In its eyes, it seems kind of cool and cute. Emily hears her parents shouting and runs towards the voices. Both her mum and dad are very glad to find her. Emily shows them the new doll she's named after herself. 
all the family get back to a nice warm house, and then my mum persuades her to depart with a scary-looking doll, and she gives her wash and a bit of makeover. Later on, Emily reluctantly agrees. Emily's mother places the doll in the cellar of a box, marked junk, hoping it be if she sort of forgot to do to do promised makeover. Emily will soon forget about the hideous thing. Late at night, when all were dusted by the sandman, the doll slowly sits up and jumps out of the box in a slow, creepy waddle, walks up the stairs, stopping now and again to make sure it's not discovered, slowly creeping nearer to Emily's bedroom. The bottle, doll bends its legs in a squat position, and one leap managed to pull the handle down, as seen in countless times of cat videos on YouTube. The doll then creeps silently towards the saving figure of Emily, then places its tiny hand upon her chest and pulls out her soul and places it inside her own body. Morning arrives and Emily's mum cannot understand why Emily is so late coming down for breakfast. She walks upstairs, opens the door and sees the doll lying in the bed and Emily lying on the floor and soon to learn that the doll is actually their daughter and she is alive. The end. Whoa. So that, that was a short story. Wow. <laughs> that was. That was a crazy little short, short horror story. Yeah, this is sort of thing, sort of thing I write. It's sort of my my sense of style. So when you do these stories and then you put them in a podcast form, do you do you make up voices for those characters? Do they talk or is it just story? Do you ever run dialogue and then you run different characters? I'm going to try. I'm going to try to do that. I, as I say, when I do the horror hosting, it's sort of like doing a voice. Can you do an American accent? Oh, God, what's the worst? Oh, well. Hi there. How's it doing, all my friends? I had a really bad day. It's yeah, so... I don't know about... We don't say, how's it doing, though. I don't know where that came from. No. I say it all the time. How's it doing, Bron? No, <laughs> you don't. It, 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 it's too influenced by... Um, what was it? Um, oh, Dukes of Hazard and places like that. Oh, can you give me a southern accent? Oh, well, like what? Southern, southern American accent, which so, means like Texas or... Texas? Oh, yeah, God, it's hard, Texas. isn't it? They talk really with a big drool, don't they? Yeah. No, I can't do that one. No, can't do that one, okay. I'm very... Man, I'm, this guy can't do it. He can't do southern accent, man. I, I don't know what, man. I don't know what's happening. I have no idea what you are doing right now. What? What is going on? What I don't know either. What's going on in this show? It's overrunning again. I only wanted to talk to you five minutes. Five minutes is all I wanted. Five, five minutes. Uh, oh, and I got five cars at the back. Five women. You can have this car for the sum of five dollars. But only for this week at Crazy Owls. Yeah, Crazy Crazy Owls. <laughs> Well, I was like Keith Richards. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Feel good. Well, um, Mark Anthony, I have to uh, be honest. We got to get off the radio right now because we have to go shoot some stuff. But um, I appreciate oh, you. I hope. I hope it's not painful. I hope, please, please, no animal was hurt. Film while recording this podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. No human was hurt either. Well, apart from you, heroes. You and your listeners to watch our first season on uh, Amazon, and I appreciate your time, sir. Yeah, thank you, and good luck, sir. I shall check it out and recommend it as much as possible. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you for being on the show. Good night, goodbye, okay. and let your God be with you, whoever He is. God bless. All right, then. Bye bye, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>